Hello, and welcome to Exploring Axon, a podcast where we discuss Axon Framework, Axon Server, and their ecosystem. I am your host and a software developer at Axonic, Sarah Tori. In this episode, I spoke with my colleague Milan Dionkov on education and learning platforms at Axonic. This is part one of our conversation. I hope you enjoy it, and let's have a listen. Hi, Milan. How are you today? Thank you so much for joining me. Hey, Sarah. I'm super happy to be here. Thank you for inviting me. I'm doing good. How are you? Yeah, thanks. It's a pleasure. Um, my apologies to you and and the audience for my raspy voice today. <laughs> I'm dealing with bad allergies this time of year. So yeah, apologies for that. But um, other than that, I'm doing great. So I'm really excited to talk to you about um, education and the topic of learning, which is one of my favorite topics ever. Um, but before we tackle that, uh, tell everybody a little bit about yourself and where you're located and your educational background, career, whatever you like to share. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, let me try to uh, cut that story short because I don't want to be take the whole podcast to talk <laughs> we're, about my... We're joking about all art starting at age six. <laughs> Maybe not start at age six. <laughs> yeah, um, I'll probably... <laughs> Early childhood. <laughs> Start maybe uh, in teen years. No, just oh my God. Yeah, uh, but, uh, but, but I guess I'm, uh, you know, I guess there is even more to skip in uh, from my teenage years. So let's just go on <laughs> the adult part. Fair <laughs> enough. Fair <laughs> enough. Um, so uh yeah like i'm uh okay start with my name um my name is milan Yankov. Uh, i was born in bulgaria just to you know put a mark on like where it started uh, right. but i <laughs> but i'm currently uh, based in poland uh been here for about uh i think over 20 years now uh and that was a long journey going through a bunch of different countries um uh, yeah um uh, Cutting the story short. So, um, uh, in in terms of like technical backgrounds, well, it's been pretty much everything I've been done in my professional life. It's around IT. Um, started with a, uh, as a developer, uh, then uh, growing through a software architect, uh, leading the developers teams at uh, the company, then going through consulting and solution engineering, and um, Honestly, it's kind of like easier to mention the roles I haven't been at in the IT. Right. Uh, um, so most recent experience, and that's the last decade or so, is um, the the role of a developer advocate. Like you know, it goes mm-hmm. in different different um, uh, titles and uh, and organizational structures and things like that. But I, I'd like to go with developer advocate. Uh, I really right. don't like the uh, like this this junior senior kind of thing. Uh, it's it's mm-hmm. to me it's not a uh, um, the organization hierarchy that it's important, but rather the the skill set that you have to right. take to to do something or not do something. So I kind of transitioned from like be, the the folks who are writing the code to the towards the folks who are teaching other folks how to write code and 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 yeah. build it build applications and my focus is mostly on architecture uh, like i i i'm i feel more comfortable and my background is more into how do you construct an application how do you uh you know 
how do you do the design and the architecture rather than the nuts and bolts of specific language um, and things like that. So, mm -hmm. um, so yeah, that's that's pretty much where I am today. Um, kind of leading the uh, developer advocacy team, or what we call DevRel at Exonic, uh, yeah. and trying to help other developers out there who are using our products, but also those who are just interested in getting started with uh, things like domain-driven design, and CQRS or event sourcing, or you know, event-driven microservices, to use some buzzwords. Um, <laughs> Then uh, yeah, trying to trying to get them started, get them successful with their projects. That's right. essentially what the focus is uh, these days. So what you mentioned about um, some of these terms like CQRS, DDD, um, event-driven architecture, and so forth. Um, so there is a lot of um, really great material out there, but at the same time, there's not enough. Um, and we do have a lot of folks who are sort of new to this. Uh, realm of software development um, as a whole. And um, we're trying to kind of, uh, or rather you, especially in, in your role right now, is trying to facilitate that for people and help them with that learning curve. So um, you've been with Axonic for, I think, about two years now. But prior to that, you did have uh, exposure, of course, to the framework and the server. So you knew about these products. And uh, can you tell me a little bit about your uh, process when you got to uh, be exposed to some of these uh, terminologies like CQRS and DDD and uh, Axon products um, a little bit more specifically, how did you educate yourself and then coming into this role and trying to bring that education to others who are new to this field? How are you trying to uh, facilitate that and what kind of tools you've been using, if you can share that with everybody? Sure. Um, so, as I mentioned, that's uh, uh, I've been in this role, this this developer advocacy role for quite some time, and that involves going to a lot of events, talking to a lot of people, uh, and regardless of like what you talk about, you get to talk to people who do a variety of different things, and that's quite interesting. So naturally, all these terms have popped up in different conversations, whether that is like I've been attending a talk about it or it just happened to be having a conversation with someone who is very excited about those topics. Um, and um, I, I would uh, I would uh, disagree with you about uh, that there is not enough. I think the problem is not that there is not enough information out there. I think it's the opposite. It's too much information. Uh, okay. And 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 it's and it's uh, I think, but it's not about all these terms. It's about everything these days. I think internet is overloaded with information, and the problem mm -hmm. these days is not about not having the information, but being able to tell which is a quality information and which is just sure. noise. Uh, right? And I think as, as somebody who was new to these um, just, you know, a couple of years ago to these uh, terms, a lot of them, yes, there's a lot out there. But as you mentioned, which one to pick and which ones are actually useful. And that was the hardest thing for me personally to uh, to cherry pick, basically. And a lot of them are extremely technical in a sense that you get too sort of bogged off with all these technicality of things versus kind of having a generalized idea of what this is about before diving a little bit deeper into into the details. Yeah, so I yeah definitely agree with you on that. 
Yeah, so what is it about is actually the key phrase here, if you ask me, um, because there is a lot. I mean, even these days, there's a lot of arguing going on in pretty much. And that's not about all this uh, stuff that we are involved in, but pretty much anything. So you pick a random term. And I actually did a talk about that uh, some time ago with different company anyways. But um, yeah. it, it's, it's not the new thing. It's been for a while. You pick any term uh, or abbreviation because we in, in software industry love to like three, four letter abbreviations uh, for pretty much And we love to throw it at everybody, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like just pick a random four, four letters. They probably mean something, right? Um, <laughs> Uh, so you pick any term or or, or, or or concept or something, and um, I bet any amount that you'll find a place on the internet where people argue about what is and what it is not. Like, oh, that's not that's not how you do it. That's how you do it, right? And uh, and then you you start reading, and then it's like you know, if you if you already have strong opinion about it, then you can pick a side. But if you're new to it, uh, you're basically like. What, what's going on here? Like, is this good or bad? Is this applicable yeah. or is this noise? Is like, is this people, are these people just promoting the, their own thing or, or is this actually helping others into building something of a value, right? And mm -hmm. there's not an easy answer to, um, to those questions. And the, 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 um, the tough part is you actually have to make the choice or kind of on your own that you want to, you want to go with something and only after that kind of narrow the focus and discuss uh, with people who are in this particular narrow space, how things are being done, like what works, what doesn't, uh, what to avoid and what to embrace and, uh, and things like that. So yeah, it's been the same trip for me. When I first heard those terms, it was just like any other term. Oh, okay. They come up with something that probably has some sense. Uh, otherwise they wouldn't be talking about it. Uh, right. But how, but, but how it is applicable in real life. Like how do like do do actually people build stuff with this? Do they design applications and and use them in production this way? Uh, and if they do, is it like a general purpose approach? Can I build any application with it, or is it like a specific narrow focused on a specific vertical, or in a specific industry, or uh, you know just a bunch of use cases, right? So those were my my initial struggles with uh, when I first got into those terms is uh, mm. I did never question that there is value in it. It's just always the, like, is there enough value, if you will? Um, right. In it. Right. But wh what I like to do in, uh, in, in situations like this is like try to take a step back and not think about the technology itself or the, the pattern or the whatever it is that someone proposes, but take a step back and think of the problem space, right? What, what is the problem space? What is it, the what are the types of problems that this thing aims to solve? Now, before- And right we... there, you just hit DDD, right? Yeah. <laughs> As yeah. we're focusing on this domain. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Here, exactly. I'm throwing it at you now, <laughs> right? <laughs> But and uh, I kind of now so DDD is probably the one I knew the best at, uh, uh, b before joining uh, Exoning Bits because mm -hmm. I actually was one of the the first uh, at my previous previous company many years ago to read the DDD book and uh, actually start uh, talking about it. 
it didn't yeah. get adopted at the time actually a lot of people thought it's like um it's too complex i mean like it, it, you always hear that like, oh well, i like the idea but you know implementing this is like well it's too much yeah uh, right i think you still hear this today uh, among yeah. a lot of people mm-hmm. uh and that, that that that's a different story though because i think that that is because a lot of people think uh, and try to implement things literally like you know they just you know, they want to go and go buy the book. Like, you know, mm-hmm. it's written yeah. and, and they want to implement it this way. And you, you really have to read the book and understand what it says and apply it in your context, which is a little bit different story. But anyways, I knew right. DDD. Uh, CQRS and event sourcing were a little bit confusing to me. I couldn't mm-hmm. understand why those are important and what do they give. But all the my environment at the time, there was almost no one who is using those terms. And you would hear from pretty much everyone that, ah, yeah, don't waste your time with this. You know, it's a nice idea, but it's not applicable, um, you know, in real life. Uh, and, you know, and those are people who are knowledgeable, you know, that's, those are people who actually have um, quite some experience uh, and, you know, it's not like just random people talking. So you don't right. go, you don't go like, oh, they don't know what they're talking about. What it turns out is everyone talks out out of their own experience and their own backyard. Right. You know, if you've never been into that and you have the tool set that is working for you, you have no reason to look for something else. Um, And actually, if you think about the customers of Exonic and the people that use our software, that I would argue that vast majority of those folks are um, are people who have experienced um, issues or troubles building the software they want to build with Mm -hmm. other tools that are more popular in the market right yeah yeah. and then you 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 convert to towards those tools and if you have someone to actually show you how to properly use them uh Mm -hmm. then you discover the real value and the real power of it uh right because i don't think anyone would be successful with those if 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 led to to do this on their own uh, right. right it's um it, it's too much pressure by the environment out there to use conversion uh what is the, the english word uh conventional tools yeah. and, and, yeah. and stocks yeah. right there right. are a few popular things on the market uh, mm-hmm. that pretty much every developers go for uh right and there's there's reason for that and it's it's really hard to to uh, make the decision to go off the beaten track. Right, right. exactly. We had actually, it's um, great that you mentioned that because um, one of our colleagues, uh, Sarah Pellegrini, whom uh, I had a, a pleasure of talking to uh, in one of our episodes um, about something different, but she had a talk in a conference not too long ago about the mindset and the importance of uh, changing your mindset when you're trying to sort of adapt some of these tools into your projects, because it's not about that fact that maybe you're not knowledgeable enough in the field. And many of these uh, folks are experts. They're, they've been in the field of uh, software development, software architecture, 
for decades and they know what they're doing and they know what they're talking about. And now, as you mentioned, adapting new tools and new ways of doing it, it kind of requires a bit of a change of a mindset to, to get there. So uh, that's definitely not an easy thing, but that I guess sort of a prerequisite to what we want to get. Now, with what you've done since you have joined uh, Axonic is um, something really valuable in my opinion, which is uh, trying to kind of, uh, from a neutral uh, point of view, look at these terminologies and educate people on how they can use it in their applications and their in their uh, systems. So you came up with various ways of doing it. Um, and I'll have you kind of talk a little bit more in detail about it, but maybe let's start with um, the Discuss platform, which is a community platform for, uh, for folks to um, talk about maybe some of their issues and to collaborate and so forth. And another one um, is the developer portal that uh, you came up with. So let's maybe discuss these two before we go into uh, the bulk of what your time is being spent on these days. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah. So about the discuss platform, actually that, that is um, um, uh, an evolution of uh, something that we already had in place. Um, yeah. And that, there was a um what is it called a google group i believe it is um, yes it was a google group yeah. uh yeah so but the google group was a little bit like um kind of like fire and forget things so you drop an email um you know and you know that some folks are there maybe they read it maybe they don't uh right and eventually someone's gonna answer um to you what i what i didn't like about about that is that I got no feedback. Like, like, I didn't know how many people saw that email. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Like, and also there was like, um, not a clear, not a clear rules about what you can write about. I can like, is this a, the public unofficial support forum of Exonic, uh, yeah. that I drop a question and some of the Exonic folks will answer, or mm -hmm. is this a general discussion? Like, like, uh, can, should I ask? only if I have a problem with the particular like Axon framework, for example, or server, or right. can I ask a question like, hey, I have a, uh, a problem with designing this thing. I have a problem mm -hmm. with, you know, um, or I, I don't know what's the best way to model this domain. Like, should mm -hmm. I ask this question there? It doesn't belong there. Like, you know, you don't really know, uh, mm -hmm. right? It's just, you know, an email to a bunch of folks um, and you mm -hmm. hope that they uh, have the time to help you out. Right. So what I was looking for is something more structured, and that's how Discussed was uh, was born, which has categories. Um, so we have a category for framework for server where we um, um, monitor very closely and try to help people who have questions and concerns uh, 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 or just want to discuss things about the product. But we also have a general category about the concepts like domain-driven design or event sourcing. So you're more than welcome to go there and drop your questions. Like, hey, I'm modeling this domain and I don't know if this should be um, this way or that way. Like, how do I do bounded context and stuff? And people have started to ask these questions and those spark some interesting discussions because there's always mm -hmm. more than one way to do it. But what... As a, most of the time, the person that asks the question does not look for, uh, like, uh, give me the code so I can copy paste it in my uh, application, but they rather look for arguments, like why it is a good idea to do it this way and why it is not. Or if I mm -hmm. do it this way, what should I be watching out for? 
like what right. what's the worst thing that can happen right and things mm-hmm. like that and uh and that's why i value discuss because it's not just exonic folks it's not just us discussing things about the products it's the entire community which are building variety of different applications and different topics and different verticals and domains and they can contribute their experience and say yeah if you do this be careful about that oh we did this i can show you something right those yeah. are the um those are the um uh, the the like it, it's clear that it's open for everyone it's not mm-hmm. just a um uh, a mysterious email uh that you uh, yeah. send messages to and i really have to applaud you on coming up with this um sort of different platform because we see so many interesting conversations and the community really is involved. And of course, we monitor all of these questions um, within our team at Axonic. But um, a lot of times when we go and look at a topic that's come up or a question, um, it really, for me personally, it warms my heart when I see another member of the community outside of our um, own team has responded to this question and has... um, shared their experience and their knowledge with uh, somebody who's asking a question or has hit a roadblock or something like that. So it's extremely valuable because I am personally all about community. I love to see community come together and um, resolve something together. And it's really, really nice to see that. And a lot of times, as you mentioned, some of these use cases or projects are not something that um, many of us may even think about when when we're thinking about CQRS. And so seeing some of these applications, some of these ideas, and some of these use cases, is it's just kind of like, oh, this is really cool. Somebody's doing this. I, I never thought I could do this. And that's really neat. You read about it and you learn about it. So I really, really appreciate having this kind of platform to, uh, for me to even educate myself and uh, get to know some of the other folks who are doing some really amazingly cool stuff. So that's really neat. Um, so... That's that's a really great place for a community to come together. Um, now, you also came up with, um, or maybe also maybe evolved the developer portal that we had um, in place and tweaked it a little bit. Can you tell me a little bit about that and um, what is the purpose of that and what audience is that trying to reach? Uh, so, you know put me in a dangerous ground because developer portal is something that so far has been known only internally within exonic i don't think <laughs> we've uh, we've ever publicly mentioned it so far uh and in a, a couple of posts i've i've done in the past i mentioned we've been working on something that i will announce later um but uh, it's it's never been uh i don't think it's been publicly said so far what are we working on but since you brought the topic i don't think it's a secret it's just more of a we want to have really good quality product before we start talking about it and um i think the we don't want to um uh what is the the term again here uh build up expectations uh you know yeah. because you start and not talking deliver. About, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> um but yeah um the, the the idea about having a developer portal uh has been around for quite some time i think it was mm-hmm. around even before me joining exonic but yes yeah um it evolved from a place where you have the documentation and some examples uh, mm-hmm. to having a place for 
a hub, if you will, for mm -hmm. all the developers, a starting point. Because right. right now our website kind of serves um, double purpose. It serves developers, right. uh, uh, like they search for stuff, they find exonic.io. Um, mm. and, and they want to find technical materials there, right? That's what they sure. would like. If you're a developer and go to exonic.io, uh, you would, you know, you would want to see code, right? You will want to right. see architectural diagrams and, you know, th yeah. those things, right? Um, at the same time, if you are more into, um, say, uh, product management or you're, mm -hmm. you know, f more business focus, like a business analyst or um, uh, designing a solution, uh, right? You're not right. so much about the code, you know, like it, it, you're not looking for what the annotation is or, you know, how it is mm -hmm. integrated with Spring Boot, uh, but yeah. rather what is the problem that itself? Is this applicable for, I don't know, auditing for, um, because like I have uh, auditing requirements in my product or I have a GDPR requirements, like, is there something that, that helps me solve those? Right. So right. what, what we're trying to do at the moment at exonic.io website is trying to balance these, these two concerns, if you will, uh, like right. make sure that no matter who you are, uh, we have, uh, we, we, we can give you the answers that you, uh, you're looking for by coming to this place. The, so the developer portal is a, um, a fraction of that, if you will, that is going to be focused on answering strictly developer questions. Uh, things like, where is the documentation? Uh, like, uh, who wrote what about technical stuff? Like, uh, yeah. who uh, is is there? Uh, are there any like videos? What are the products actually like from technical perspective? I don't think we have a very good job. We do a very good job at uh, right now at um, dis describing on the website what the actual product is for a technical person. Because again, right. the text is balanced between um, different readers. All right, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. on the on the technical, the developer portal, we want to focus on the technical side. Like we get questions a lot, like, do I have to uh, use Spring Boot uh, in order to use Axon, Axon Framework, uh, right? And obviously the answer is no, but on the other hand, do we integrate so well with Spring Boot and a huge, like probably vast majority of our uh, users are using Spring Boot that, you know, you, you get all the examples with Spring Boot and then you easily yeah. get the impression that Axoning is kind of a, something like an, a Spring Boot extension, if you will, right? Mm -hmm. um, sorry, Axon Framework, not, not Axonic. Axonic <laughs> is the company. So yeah, that's another thing with <laughs> this names. I uh, I did that with my previous company. I, I catch, <laughs> get myself doing it here. It's constantly mixing up the product and the company name. Uh, <laughs> it's okay. I'm sure you're not the first person, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, so people look at, uh, um, you know, they, they have these types of questions. So also questions about licensing. Now that's a tricky question mm -hmm. because if you're a software developer and you hear open source license, then pretty much you, you're good to go. Well, you may, you may want to know whether that is Apache or not, or I mean, um, uh, what, how restrictive it is, uh, sure. right? But when you when you are actually looking for to commercialize this and, and, and put it in a commercial product, then things become you know much more complicated. You probably have to right. do some uh, 
uh, how it's called due, uh, due diligence on like what libraries use what licenses you have to track those in particular ways and you know so things differ from how you approach the products and their uh, characteristics and properties a bit, you know, depending on which role you are. So developer yeah. portal that we're working on is focusing strictly on developers. We want them to feel mm-hmm. at home. We want them to have a hub where they, whenever they need something, they go there and it's easy to find. And mm-hmm. then, uh, and then uh, it's kind of the central place for developers and from there they can learn more uh, we're probably going to direct them to other places because it's not meant to contain all the information, but right. it's rather a hub for all the information. So you go there and, you know, whatever you find there, it's relevant for you as a software developer, and then we put you on the, on the right track. Yeah, makes sense. So um, I guess stay tuned and, uh, and see yeah, when coming. Actually, coming. It's actually in a very advanced stage. We don't have a, a yeah. release date. In all honesty, at this time, we don't have a release date planned. It's not that I don't want to tell you. We honestly don't have one um, because it's also interconnected with a bunch of other things that my team and other teams are working on. Uh, so, But uh, obviously, all of us wants to get this out the door as soon as possible. Yeah, uh, it's you know uh, again like it, th- these days it's like everyone is blaming the pandemic. So whenever you say that, people don't know whether that is true or not, or you just it's just your you know excuse. Uh, but in all honesty, the pandemic hasn't made it e- any easier, right? Yeah, of course, it's it's caused a lot of challenges and difficulties. That's for sure. I hope you liked my talk with Milan. Please join me as we discuss Axon Academy during the second portion of our conversation. Until then, have a great time and happy coding!